1 Kings chapter 21. Uh, we're going to read 1 Kings chapter 21, uh, verses 1 uh, down through to 4. And I believe God's going to uh, stir us tonight again. God's going to speak to us again. I love Sunday night services. Uh, I love, you know what, preaching the word. And I'm excited every time. It's like, you know what, God, what do you want to speak to us uh, as a church? So 1 Kings chapter 21. It's in the Old Testament, page 255. On, uh, you know what, if you're there, amen. Here we go. So 1 Kings chapter 21. Chapter 21. It'd be good if you keep along, read along, you know what, so it's like, oh yeah, Pastor Bobby's not, uh, you know, lying, he's not preaching out of, uh, you know, some other Bible, <laughs> amen, <laughs> all right, First Kings chapter 21, if you're there, say, oh yeah. oh yeah, if you're there, say, hold on, okay, hold on, oh, you good, yeah, let's go, all right, let's go, let's do it, <laughs> here we go, verse 21, uh, verse 21, verse 1, chapter 21, verse 1, and it came to pass after these things that Naboth, and Jez, sorry, and that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden. Remember that. Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden. Because it is near, it is next to my house, and for it, will, and for it I will give you a vineyard better than it. Or if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers to you. Naboth was like, you know what, nah, you ain't having what was given to me. And so verse 4 says, So Ahab went into his house sullen and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers and he laid down on his bed and turned away his face and would eat no food. Verse 5, he comes Jezebel. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said to him, Why is your spirit so sullen that you eat no food? He said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth. The, no, because, he, because I spoke to Naboth, the Jezreelite, and said to him, Give me a vineyard for money, or else if it pleases you, I will give you another for vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. This is what Jezebel said to him, his wife. Then Jezebel, his wife, said to him, You exercise authority over Israel. Other translation says, Oh, aren't you a man? And so she's really, you know what, telling him, You need to do something about this. And he says, Arise, eat food, let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. And she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with a seal, sent the letters to the elders and nobles who were dwelling in the city of, uh, with Naboth. She wrote in the letters saying, Proclaim a fast and seat Naboth high honor among the people and seat two men, scoundrels, before him to bear witness against him, saying, You have blasphemed God and the king. Then take him out and stone him that he may die. So they, what they're doing is they're transpiring something to say, you know what, because uh, Naboth didn't give this vineyard, they're trying to put two witnesses. Because in Bible times they were saying, look, if we can't just stone him and kill him, we need two people. And so they brought two people to lie and say, you know what, you're, you've blasphemed against God, so they want to kill him. And so what ends up happening in the story, due to time, I won't finish it, but it tells us that here it is, that because Naboth said no, because Naboth said no, you're not having this inheritance, what ends up happening is Jezebel then gets all these things and they transpire, they begin to put down this plot and kill this poor man, Naboth, and they take his vineyard. And so tonight I want to preach a message that I believe would speak to every believer in this place, and that is this, don't sell out. Come on. 
don't sell out. This is a word for every young man. This is a word for every young woman. This is a word for every single believer. Don't sell out. What was given to you, what was placed in your life, what was given as an inheritance to you through Jesus Christ. Listen, there is a spirit of this world that is coming against the church. There's a spirit of this world that is like the spirit of Ahab that is trying to, you know what, lure you back and say you need to sell out. And he's saying, you know what, give me some, give me your vineyard because I want it for some vegetables. So number one, if you're making point, number one, vineyards and vegetables. This is a spirit of this world that is trying to, you know, trade what you have for the world. Vineyards and vegetables. In verse 2, Ahab spoke to Naboth saying, give me your vineyard that I may have it for a vegetable garden. Right here, it gives us a picture, two things right here, vineyards and vegetables. In the Old Testament, I want you to understand this, vineyards were so important. Like, so, so important that the Torah includes a number of laws to actually care for these vineyards. And I'm going to give you some scriptures so you understand the importance of a vineyard and you understand why Naboth said no. So here it is, Exodus chapter 23, verse 11. It says, But the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave the beasts of the field may eat. In like manner you shall do with your vineyard and your olive grove. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 10 says this, And you shall glean your vineyard, and sorry, and you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 3, Six years you shall sow your field, and six years you shall prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. Leviticus chapter 22 verse 9, You shall not sow your vineyard with, any, with different kinds of seed, lest the yield of the seed which you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard be defiled. And so it's all throughout the Old Testament, it's talking about vineyards. But get this right, vineyards were so important in the Old Testament, in Bible times, that if a man planted a vineyard, this is what got me, that when he's, uh, uh, he hasn't eaten from this vineyard, he's actually excused from the military duties. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 6. Also, what man is there who has planted a vineyard and has not eaten of it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man eat of it. It's so important. to a, a vineyard to a man in Bible times was so important. You see, unlike a vegetable garden, one year you can plant it over there, the next year you can plant it over there. But whereas a vineyard, it's a long-term proposition. They say it takes time for these vines to grow sturdy, strong enough to produce some grapes. And it takes careful nurture to get good grapes. And a person who has planted these vineyards, they've taken time to nurture it unto its maturity. It's like a, uh, a businessman, an entrepreneur, right, who started something from scratch and it brought this business to maturity. It's the same thing with a vineyard back in Bible times. This is his or her baby. The vineyard was so important. It's the fulfillment of his vision. And when a person who inherits a vineyard not only inherits land and vines and fruit, but also it's the dreams, it's the sweat, it's the tears of his parents and their parents and their parents. It goes back, back to the beginning. And a vineyard, listen very carefully, is a heritage. It represents the family's future as well. It was this source of income. So when we're talking about Naboth in this story, Naboth said, no, it's kind of like, you know, we read the 21st century, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, vineyard. But in the Bible times, it was so, so important. And Naboth stood his ground and said, no, I'm not going to sell out. 
This is important to me. It's been in my family. And to get this right, the vineyard uh, that Naboth had, it's been in the family for over 600 years. Bible scholars say that it believed, they believed that it belonged to Caleb. I mean, you remember the 12 spies, Caleb and Joshua were part of these spies when they went into the promised land. And, and they, they were the only two people that said, you know, we can take the land. But all the others said, no, no, we can't. And, so, and Moses didn't listen to Caleb and Joshua. And so they went around the wilderness for 40 years. And then Caleb was 85 years old. He crossed over the promised land. He looked over and he, he says in Joshua 12 verse, uh, 14 verse 12, he says, give me this mountain. He says, give me this mountain, and, and you remember the story. He, they all said, man, they're all like giants in the land, but I love Caleb. I love, uh, you know what, the spirit of Caleb, because he says this, Joshua chapter 14, verse 12. Therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how Anakim were there, and the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out. As the Lord had said, come on, I love Caleb, man. I love that he ain't afraid of any giant, that he, you know what, he ain't going to doubt. He's going to say, you know, I'm going to have faith. What God has promised us, I'm going to go and inherit it. And so he secured this land and it's now been passed down from generation to generation down to Naboth. And so here it is, 600 years later, we pick up this story in this Bible. And King Ahab, the evil king, is like, man, give me your vineyard. Give me your vineyard. And, and Caleb, um, uh, you know what, Naboth's like, no. He wants to undo 600 years of hard work. And not only that, the dream that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And here in our text, Ahab says, give me a vineyard they might, that I may have it for a vegetable garden. Now stay with me because I'm going somewhere with this. The only reference to a vegetable garden in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 9 says this, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers, to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land which you go to possess, listen to this, is not like the land of Egypt which you have come. This is very important. Where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. So I want you to see the, uh, the revelation in this right here. The vegetables represent Egypt, the world. The vegetables represent the old life where they were being freed from. And here it is, the, the, the vineyard is the promised land in which they've inherited right there in this promised land. And so right there and then, it's like this picture of the world saying, you know what, uh, Ahab and Jezebel's trying to steal what was given to you. Give us your vineyard. We want it for a vegetable garden. We want it for the world purposes. We want it for, you know what, the worldly ideas and thoughts. We want it for evil. The vegetable garden is symbolic of Egypt which this is the desire to lead the nation from God to the God of Egypt, to God of the world. And so number two, this is what I want to preach on tonight. Don't sell out. If you're making note, don't sell out. In our story, Ahab goes and says, uh, Ahab goes, I will give you it for better vineyard than it. He was saying, I'll give you something better. Isn't that something that the world will do? That you know what, now that you've gotten saved, you got through on the promised land, and all of a sudden the, the devil says, hey, I got something better for you. I've got, you know what, maybe a, uh, I've got some you know, alcohol, I've got some friends, I've got a relationship that's better than, than Jesus Christ. And you know what I want to tell you tonight? Don't sell out. 
I felt stood tonight to preach, you know what, when it comes to our relationship with Jesus Christ, that we should be like Naboth and say, no, I'm not going to sell out for this world. Come on, someone. I'm not going to say, you know what, I'm not going to trade what I have with Jesus for the world. Amen. You know, we've come so far. We've come so far in our Christian journey that says, you know what, no, devil, you ain't going to have my vineyard. No, devil, you ain't going to have my relationship with Jesus. I ain't going to trade it in for alcohol. I ain't going to trade it in for the world. I'm going to just begin to say, you know what? This belongs to God. I've inherited it. The vineyard represents your relationship with Jesus. The vegetables represent the world. And I want to encourage everyone. I want to stir everyone. I want to challenge every believer tonight. Don't sell out. Come on, amen. Don't sell out for this world. The spirit of Ahab and Jezebel is to uproot these vineyards in your life. It's a picture. The vineyards is a picture of your relationship with Jesus. John chapter 15 tonight. The vineyard right here. I am the true vine. Oh man, come on. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the what? In the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And then I love this next verse. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Jesus is saying, you know what? Don't trade in your relationship with me for the world. He is the vine. He is the one. And we are the branches. We ought to stay connected. We ought to say, you know what? I ain't going to sell out. Come on. Do we have any Bible believers that would stand and say, yes, I'm going to be like Naboth. And I'm not going to sell out. Amen. Without our relationship with Jesus, how many know we can do nothing? But we, what are you going to do tonight? Are you going to sell out? Amen. Listen, you have a vineyard. You have a relationship with Jesus. As long as you're connected to the vine, as long as you're having relationship with him, listen, you can have that Philippians 4.13 promise. I can do all things. Come on. Through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. Don't sell out. Don't sell out. Don't trade your relationship with Jesus for the world. Don't trade your marriage for a one-night stand. Come on, don't trade your children for something else. Come on, Jesus says, what profits a man if you gain the world and you lose your soul? Don't sell out tonight. Come on, we're talking about eternity. I'm talking about you got a vineyard that says, come on, we got salvation. We got inheritance from Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ paid for us where we can be connected to Christ. But what are you going to do? Don't sell out. The devil will say, I'll give you a better vineyard. The devil will say, look, I'll give you something more. It's, it's money. Uh, the devil will tempt you just like he tempted Jesus. But Jesus didn't sell out. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Adam and Eve sold out in the garden. Judas sold out uh, Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And I believe right now God is calling the church for people to rise up, young men and young women, to say, you know what, no, Ahab, you, Jezebel, you evil spirit, this vineyard belongs to me, it belongs to Jesus. Ahab said, give me a vineyard. You see, the enemy would want nothing more but for you to trade your vineyard, your relationship with Jesus for vegetables. They want you to go back to the world, but you know what? Don't sell out. Remember that. Don't sell out. Naboth could, couldn't buy it, so he had, he had him killed. 
Ahab's wife, Jezebel, had him murdered so that her husband could have this piece of property. All the despicable acts of Ahab, the one received a special recognition from God. Listen, the wrath of God was kindled when uh, Ahab crossed the line of generational blessing and stole Naboth's inheritance. Don't sell out. We read about Daniel today. Daniel in the first chapter, he would not give in. He refused to eat at the king's table, saying that, you know what, it was going to defile him. He said, you know what, no, I'm not going to sell out. When it came time in, in that particular era where, you know what, the king made a decree that no one was to pray. Here it is, Daniel, he wouldn't give in. He still prayed to his God. He said, no matter what, I have a king. I have a, a, a higher king than this in this world. And, and he, he, had, he had some friends. He had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, nice words you can call your children one day. Amen. Uh, likewise, <laughs> likewise, you know what, they, they didn't give in as well. They had this spirit within them that when the king commanded them, bow down and worship the golden image, they said, no, 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 we ain't going to sell out. Amen. They, they, if, I want to encourage you, if you can remain faithful to God, he will remain faithful to you. Amen. In the case of Naboth, we see that the end result of his life was that he died for what he believed was right. And in that sense is what happens when we answer the call of the Lord in our lives is we begin to die out to the things that used to be appealing to us. Because the Bible tells me that it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. We can see that we, what we have, listen, is worth dying for. When temptation or situation arises, and it will, listen, I'm going to tell you tonight, listen, don't sell out. There is something to be said for someone who stands up for what they believe. These three Hebrew men, they had a choice. They were, it's either to bow or burn. And the Bible says in Daniel chapter 3, verse 24, the king spoke up and said, didn't we throw three men in the fire? Didn't we throw these three guys? And he says, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They, they haven't been hurt. And he sees a fourth man who looks like the son of God. You see, they stood up for what was right. And the son of God showed up. Come on. When you begin to stand up, God shows up. Hallelujah. I thank God that no matter what situation you might be facing, no matter what you're going through tonight, that our God, when we make a stand, He's able to show up on our behalf. Hallelujah. There's someone here tonight who are about to be faced with temptation. Where you're going to have to look uh, like a fool for Christ. Or you're going to have to go with the flow and do what everyone else is doing. If only you would stand up for what is right. God will give the reward. Amen. By standing up for what they knew was right. The king of the land promoted them and made a new law. That no one in the land was to speak a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow, man. Jesus told his disciples, he that endures until the end, the same shall be saved. Don't sell out. I mean, this is a heaven and hell issue right now. This is our eternal home we're speaking of. There will be a place where God will wipe away every tear from our eyes in heaven. Don't sell out. There will be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying. Neither shall there be any more pain because the former things have passed away. Don't sell out. Our inheritance is not just a mansion, but a city. The new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, the gold and pearls and things that are so highly sought after in this life will be nothing more than just pavement under our feet in our inheritance. Don't sell out. What profits a man if you gain the world and you lose your soul? 
don't sell out. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer tonight. Simple message. I believe God is just encouraging us. You know what? Let's continue to stand up in this world and say, you know what? We ain't going to sell out. Don't be like the world. Be separate.